Looking for a taste of the islands? Look no further than No Foods. That's NOH Foods of Hawaii. No Foods was developed to reflect the many international cultures and races of the islands. Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, Filipino, and more. Known for the wide variety of delicious seasoning and sauces. The products of No Foods can make anyone a master chef in their own kitchen. Easy to prepare and delicious in flavor are the hallmarks of No Foods. Again, that's NOH of Hawaii. This is like Chinese beef broccoli, Korean barbecue, Filipino adobo, Hawaiian Kahlua pork, and many, many more. Don't forget about the refreshing and very popular Hawaiian iced tea, sweetened with raw cane sugar and just the right touch of lemon. You can find NOH Foods online at Amazon.com and NOHfoods.com, also in many stores and supermarkets. As we say in the islands, say yes to no. Aloha. Welcome back to the No Name Football Podcast. Victory Monday for your Chicago Bears. I'm Jason McKee and my co-host, as usual, Mr. Olin Krutz, six-time Pro Bowler, all-decades <laughs> team. From St. Louis High School in Hawaii, which is a high school perennial powerhouse. Man knows a lot about football. He's an offensive line guru. Helps us out over at Carmel Catholic High School. My man, my big brother. Brother, how you doing today, man? I'm good, Jay, man. Thanks for the introduction. Of course, man. Um, you don't really need one, but I had, to give, I had to give you one anyway. In my own mind. Uh, 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 Carmel had a great game. Man. Right? Uh, played really good against Leo. Yeah. Uh, Leo is... Tough as usual, man. Yeah. Uh, fun. St. Rita, really fun place to play. Nice Good place. stadium. Nice. Uh, St. Rita, I know they lost to Loyola the night before. Loyola's yeah. kind of a juggernaut this year. Yeah. Now. Coach Holasek, he's got his guys now. Um, I think we might have to try to make it to the. I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing the Mount Carmel game. Yeah, that's going to be a I'm good hearing, one. I, I'm hearing Mount Carmel's got themselves a running back. Yeah. He's got all the offers. I think he's only a junior, too, we got to get his name. Mistaken. we, we uh, got to give him a shout-out. Yeah. Um, Loyola, obviously, played tough Carmel, Catholic, 3-0. and Yeah, 3-0, and man. It's uh, the first time that somebody told me it's the first time that Carmel's been 3-0 and since, like, 2010. Uh, you did a hell of a job up there, Jay, man. And then St. Vider. Well, we, we've been watching a little film on them. Yeah, They're yeah. Tough. They, they've beaten us the last... The last two years. Um, and really then, well coached. Yeah, well coached ball yeah. club. The last time we played there, they play at Robert Morris University Stadium, the, mm-hmm. the college. They shared a stadium there. And the okay. last time we played there, we actually beat them. So good memories there. It's going to be another road test for us. Mm-hmm. We just had a road test going down to Leo. Uh, we get another opportunity to go to their house over in Arlington Heights. That's where mm-hmm. Vider's located. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vider's also the alma mater of Jared Payton, the alma oh, okay. mater of Cole Komet. Oh, right on. Uh, I think Cole Komet's younger brother is a starting quarterback at mm-hmm. St. Vider, if I'm not mistaken. So there's some Bears ties there, but yeah. you know you know what we're looking to do when we go there. Yes, sir. We're looking yes, to sir. conquer. We're looking to dominate. We're looking to do our thing. But 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 I, I will give them a shout out turning the film on. I, I like seeing good, yeah, good. good hard. Yeah. Uh, they play good football. They do. It's a good challenge. Uh, I'll say us. It's a good challenge for us. Yeah. Uh, Illinois won. They beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the stands. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I had a few Bud Lights. Uh, <laughs> I watched Josh get in at fullback. Uh, nice. I told him, I said, Josh, uh, can't be moving forward at fullback now. Uh-oh. We don't want to get any offsides. But, um, and then James got in on a kickoff. Uh, nice. but, but but they get a win against uh, against Virginia. Uh, Illinois plays tough defense, Jay. Yeah. They play tough defense, man. The, uh, the Brown brothers, uh, the running back there, Chase Brown is 
Yeah, he's a stud. And then man. Sidney Brown is his is his um bro- I think his brother who plays safety and he mm-hmm. is it's funny too because I laugh because they both look like Mike Brown. Yeah, I know when you see right. <laughs> I, I, it's crazy to me. When but, you, oh, that yeah. was so funny. The first game, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, you have eyes running back. Chase Brown's good. He's like, yeah, he's a, he's like, yeah, he's he's Mike Brown. <laughs> we, we 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 went down there. Uh, 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 we 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 set the tent up. Nice. Cooks some food. My wife Wendy insisted. She, she, oh, that's she's awesome, a uh, man. tailgate genius now. That's awesome, sudden, man. So. Uh, we had a good time. Took the other took the four girls down there. Waited for Grace to get down with volleyball practice. Mm. Uh, did the three hour drive. Drove back. But um, anytime you get to watch football, yeah. so, so I, I had my full weekend. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's fun. Just that's, like you. That's awesome. Uh, we have man. a good time. But um, we'll continue. Like you know, I got to check in on uh, before we get to our podcast on Thursday. I got to check in on how. Coach Bowen did. Yeah. I'm sure they did yeah. well. I'm sure they went on to say I see Catholic did. And, uh, and, you know, guys, hit us on Twitter. You want to talk about any team or any definitely. games or any players, uh, we'll definitely talk about them. We'll definitely check them out. Uh, Jay Mack and I are huge, huge football fans. Uh, even if you have a kid in college, yeah, let definitely. us know about it. We'll check them out. And uh, high school coaches, too, we, we tried to set up a segment uh, called Coach's Corner where we'd like to highlight a high school coach um, on our pod. You know, we, we sent that out a while ago. We haven't really got no hits on that, so I'll emphasize that. Like, if you're a high school coach, man, you know, what you what you do on a daily basis, a lot of it goes unseen. And you guys put in a lot of work with the X's and O's, the organization of the whole program. But you guys are teachers, your mentors, your father figures, your mm-hmm. big brothers to all these kids. And you're really shaping the future, like we always say, through the game of football so you got a real a real important job we want to make sure that you are highlighted mm-hmm. for everything you do so shoot us a message on twitter um we'd love to have you on or just talk about you as a coach and what you're doing for your program and you know much respect goes out to all these high school mm-hmm. coaches you know you know myself brother oh you you help with high school coach and we know the work and the amount of time that goes into it and you know, a lot of time people just see you line up on Friday, but they don't see what your week is like. You know, mm-hmm. you're dealing with a whole program on top of your family and everything like that. So, and I commend all the high school coaches out there. You guys do a phenomenal job. Stewards of the game, man. Yes. Stewards of the game and of the yeah. community. Yes, a big part of uh, helping kids learn persistence, hard work, teamwork, yeah, uh, selflessness. So, a uh, big shout out to them. And like J Max said, uh, hit us on Twitter. Yes, and hopefully we can get you on our show. Kick quick 10, 15 minute segment. Highlight your team. Highlight a few of your players yeah. talk about a few of your coaches just talk high school football like we like yes, to sir. do yes, J-Mac moving on man the Chicago Bears on the week yeah. we heard a lot about Arlington Heights yeah. and putting a dome and, and getting indoors <laughs> there's a monsoon down there <laughs> at Soldier Field and two football guys like me and you are loving, loving it. Uh, all that rain coming down and the Bears Pull off a win. They win nineteen to mm-hmm. ten. Uh, we see a lot about. We see a lot of the hits principle on that first week. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the defense flying around. Uh, uh, very familiar. They call it a pirate stunt to mm-hmm. stop the run. Yep. Uh, uh, the D tackle stunting inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys active. Dominic Robinson with a sack on Mike McGlinchey. I know Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame. Mike, if your quarterback gets sacked. Pick him up off the ground. Mm. Don't jog off the field. But anyway, mm. Jay, mm. Uh, what did you think about watching that Chicago Bears victory yeah. on Sunday? Well, I'm going to start with the weather. I think the weather was the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, it was a monsoon. But look at Soldier Fed, how well it held up. You know, in years past, with that type of rain, we would have been slipping and sliding. It would have been mud everywhere. But we didn't really see that. Uh, but just going from the game, you know, it was a tale of two halves. Offensively, no points in the first half. You come out the second half, you put points on the board. Um 
you know, just looking at it, it's good to see the principles that Ibrafus is instilling in his team, the culture that he's building, the standard that he has set over there in that building up there at Hallis Hall. We've seen it in, in action in, in, in the first game. You've seen everything that he talked about. Things weren't going our way in the first half. The guys stayed resilient. They stayed mentally tough. They came out the second half and they got it done. And, yes, we had a lot of things go our way, but at the same time, we remained disciplined. I mean, look at the difference in penalties. We had three. The 49ers had 12. Mm. And they had some crucial penalties that extended drives and, and things that an, undis, uh, uh, an undisciplined team, you know, you, you can't do that. A lot of those mistakes they can overcome. And you would think, you know, a, a Kyle Shanahan team, Kyle Shanahan, we know how we feel about him, great offensive guru. We were a great head coach. You know, he was upset after the game saying that, you know, being undisciplined really cost him the game. And we know as a fo- as football, you know, a co- as coaches right now, if your team is disciplined, one, first and foremost, it gives you an opportunity to win the game. Doesn't mean you're going to win it, but it gives you an opportunity to win the game. And when is the last time, you know, that we've seen the Bears only have three penalties in a game? You know, when's the last time I saw Justin Fields take a big shot? When is the last time we've seen the whole entire offensive line running over mm. to the pile, you know, picking up their quarterback, standing there, you know, getting ready to, to, to go to blows because, you know, their quarterback got hit on a late hit. Like all the things in terms of culture and what you're trying to establish in the identity is what we saw throughout this ball game. And it was beautiful to see. It really was. Yeah, it was fun to watch all the things you're talking about, mm-hmm. their culture, their buy-in, uh, guys saying the same things before the game, after the game. Yes. Um, every every new team, every new regime, they need a win. They need a win so it, it like confirms everything they've been preaching, right? Mm-hmm. So it was good to see the Chicago Bears beat the San Francisco 49ers. Now, um, Eddie Jackson. With that pick, it was huge to see Eddie get a pick in there. First their, one since 2019. Right, um, the the defensive line was a little more disruptive than I thought they would be. Now they gave a lot. We, we won't talk about. Uh, we'll talk about what we're worried about right. when we when we do the pre for the Green Bay game. But um, Jalen Johnson, when you watch the film of when they ran that, um, it looked like a jet sweep. Yeah, you know, to Debo. Yeah, Debo. He's pointing it out before it happens. Mm-hmm. And you see him communicating with people. Like he knows it's coming. Film study, man. Yep. Film study lead, leads to takeaways. It does. It leads to turn. He he knew what was coming. Yeah. He played, uh, hit the blocker correctly, yep. kept his left hand free, and punched it out. Punched that thing He out. wears that number, and he's paying it some due respect. Right? Yeah. Peanut Tillman, uh, the peanut punch, we all know all about that. But um, I love when I break down the film and I see a guy who's done his homework, J-Mac. Like, like for our listeners, go watch that play again. Yeah. You'll see him yelling at his teammates what's coming. And he sets the punch up. Yep. That, that, that's film work. That's a guy who's taking that, that, that's a pro's pro. Yep. He's taking his job seriously. And then, um, I just like to see things that made sense. Like the offensive line was struggling early. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure on Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? So we see runs on third downs. We yeah. see screens. Yeah. They start the game. Uh, with an empty, but but the reason they started empty was so they could chip Bosa. Yep. So they chipped him hard. Yep. Right. And they tried to get the ball. And then they, they, they guess what they ran right after that? Toss crack. Right. So I'm going to crack him again. And we and we talked about that yep. before the game, giving them different looks, different looks, giving them right? different looks. Uh, and then they they were stubborn with the run, right? Because they don't really have a receiver who scares you, right? Right. And and then they needed San Francisco. Like um, they missed. Tyler Croft was down the sideline for a touchdown. They missed him, right? They mm-hmm. missed the tight end mm-hmm. uh, down the sideline. We need a couple breaks. This team's going to need yeah. takeaways, a couple breaks here and there, and then 
Justin Fields rolls out, man, rolls away from pressure, right. hangs in, hits Pettis, touchdown. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know what? When you got the lead, you can you can be even more stubborn with the run. Yeah. So a lot of inside runs, uh, those guys getting dirty, getting after, getting after Rick Armstead. Look, I know. I know it was raining, but guess what? It was raining for the Bears too. Yeah. Right? And 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 uh, Eddie Jackson makes that play now. Um that that play, the punch out, the, the just enough pressure. Mm-hmm. Just enough pressure mm-hmm. now on Lance was was really, really good to see because like you know, J Matt, I'm a little worried about this defensive line. And we'll see him on the road next week, right? It's, it's a to- it's a totally different thing when you're on the road. But um as far as just watching the game and watching the scheme and watching the effort. I came, I came away. Uh, I, 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 I did a Bears victory. I had a victory Monday this morning. I had a victory. Yeah, definitely not. It was <laughs> I enjoyed good. it, man. It was good. And I think, you know, I'm going to go back to your point in terms of being stubborn running the ball. Mm-hmm. In years past, what we have seen, no success running the ball. Let's get away from it. <laughs> let's go empty, five-man protection, put a quarter. You know, let's run all kind of route concepts. Cleveland, They're Cleveland, Cleveland ring a bell. They're bringing six, and Justin Fields getting hit upside his head. Yep. You know, you got to run it. You got to run it. It sets up everything else. And look how it – it just it just continued to wear that defensive line down, especially mm-hmm. in the second half when you're running it. Like you didn't have the uh, success the first half, mm-hmm. but you see you came in the second half and Khalil Herbert was actually able to, to rip off some chunk yardage and and then punch one in for a touchdown. So it, it's being stubborn, run the ball, sticking to your identity. If you're going to be a team that you say, "Hey, we're going to run the ball," that's our identity. Well, you got to stick to your identity. Mm-hmm. And what what I found interesting too is, you know. Obviously, when the 49ers defense was game planning, D'Amico Ryans was saying, hey, you know what? We got to take Dave Montgomery out of this game. Yeah. We had to take him out of the game. So, you know, I, I give I give Gessie credit. He still was, you know, force feeding Dave Montgomery. But in the second half, they brought in Khalil Herbert, which is with a little different style of running. And Khalil Herbert had a little bit of juice and he was able to make things happen. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears use these guys together moving forward. You know, are they going to? Mm-hmm. Share share the bulk of the care, you know, split the carries or whatever. But it's good to have a change of pace guy when you're able to to stick to your to your identity and you can insert a different guy who has a little bit different running style and have success in the second half. Yeah, and, and they're going to have to search for explosives, mm-hmm. right? Who who is going to get them there? We we've been talking about eighty eight out the gate now. Velas Jones did not play. Yeah, and he's supposed to be their guy. Right there, there the guy. I get the ball in his hands. He breaks a few tackles. He goes to the house. So mm-hmm. um, excited to see him get back on the field. A guy who impressed me uh, during the game was Ryan Griffin, the tight end. Yeah, I like the way he blocked in there. I like the way he battled. Um, I think Cole Komet can learn a lot from him. Yeah, I think Cole uh, having Griffin in that room will really help Cole develop his game, his whole game. Because uh, Cole Komet, when you turn the film on. Um, Really nice running routes, really athletic big man. Uh, in an outside zone scheme, you got to block. Yeah, you gotta right. Block. They got to block, and they they ran a lot of dual. Uh, for the, for people who don't know, dual is a downhill. Uh, in there and dual on inside zone. Uh, it's a du- couple double teams, right? He had yep. doubles with Ryan Griffin. Yep. Uh, I, you know, a couple places he struggled, but look, he struggled against Nick Bosa. Like a lot of guys struggle against Nick Bosa, yeah. but uh, they're on film, Jay Mack, and like you know, it wasn't the greatest game. But to learn after a loss is a luxury in the NFL, yeah. right? Because now I got to go to that tape. And, and, and the Bears know um, the O-line cannot think it was good enough. Right. They cannot think that game was good enough. And I, and I know they don't, right? I mean, Getsy knows if, if every guy's man for man, 
they're beat. Somebody's going to get beat. Someone's yeah. going to get beat. So Getsy knows this. So you can see him chipping. You can see him running screens. Yeah. He, he's running inside zone on third and six. Yeah. He knows what he has. And, and um, he's doing a nice job. And this is what actually, when I was watching the game, Jay, I'm sure you think about this. This is actually what the Bears are. Mm-hmm. They need fields one or two or three times a game. Yes, you need that magic. Yes, he's yes. the magic. And I was going to talk he's about the, magic. the play that he, you know, breaking down the play, uh, the touchdown he threw to Pettis, right? So, you know, he, he breaks contained, right? And everybody says, okay, the quarterback breaks contained, there's scramble rules. But, you know, Justin's on the left side, Pettis is on the right side of the field. So, scramble rules is out the play. So, scramble rules, Pettis would be coming back across the field to get in uh, to get in uh, Justin Fields' vision. Mm-hmm. He would come back across the field so the quarterback could see him since he's scrambling left. Pettis stayed there and saw the whole defense flow the field. Mm-hmm. Why did the defense flow the field? Because of his athleticism. They know if he keeps that ball and he takes off, he has a high percentage of getting a first down because he's so damn fast. So the defense flows. Pettis says, hey, you know what? And, it's, and, and, and when they was asking him questions after the game, he said, he's like, it was just like us going out there playing, you know, street ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I saw the defense flowing one way. I stayed on the side, uh, on the right side of the field, and just continued, you know, uh, trickling up the sideline. He said, "Phil saw him," and then what did Phil's do? He did something that a quarterback should never do: throw across the field. He throws right. the ball across the field. The 49ers defense is all converging on Phil's, and he hits Pettis for a 51-yard touchdown. So. Those are some of the breaks, like you mentioned, brother, oh, that the Bears are going to have to get. Like, we categorize that as an explosive, mm-hmm. but that's just Justin Fields, you know, being Justin Fields. That's just Pettis improvising and understanding, you know, what he saw on the field in terms of what the defense was doing. And, you know, in order to have big explosive plays, that's some of the things that you're going to have to live and die with because that could have went the other way, too. Right. And we saw, I mean, you look at Fields like he wasn't, you know, nothing was perfect. I mean, he had some bad throws. I mean, the the, the missed opportunity the 49ers had with, with uh, Tayshawn Gibson, the dropped interception that he had as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the 49ers defense is a... Right. They, they, they read the quarterback eyes and then they break on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, we're lucky that Gibson dropped that pass, so... I, I was part of a... Uh, 2001, 13 and three team that, that we got a lot of breaks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we got lucky out there. And, and this is what this team means, right? They don't, they're not going to go out there man for man. They, they got to, like, they need their multiplier. We talk about a lot about being the quarterback mm-hmm. being a force multiplier, making yep. everybody better. Justin Fields made the play that needed to be made yes. there on yes. Sunday. And we've been waiting for quarterback to make that play as ugly as everything was. His athleticism, yeah. him rolling out, him, I mean, uh, when he flipped his hips, it was like he was in a matrix, yeah. right? He like slow motioned it <laughs> to Pattinson. You almost knew it was going to be a touchdown, right? Uh, so it was fun to watch him be the guy they need him to be, right? Yeah. Because um, without Vilas Jones on the field, um, it was like, gosh, man, where are we going to get this big play from, yeah. right? And the uh, 49ers D-line, they were winning the battle for a while. Uh, they were winning the battle up front, you know, expect, you know early third downs, uh, uh you know, the, the old line was struggling a little bit. Um, Braxton Jones, uh, you know, if, if you ever listen to our podcast, uh, stay in the weight room, man. You, you, you got, you got to get stronger. You got to stop yeah. skipping on your, on your kick steps. But mm-hmm. everybody, everybody on that Bears team, turn the film on. Yeah. Turn the film on this week, pour over this film, get a little better because I, I think, uh, J Mac, uh, from what I seen now, the year has to go on and people got to figure these guys out. But, they're they're doing kind of 
kind of the right things right now. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're, they're running the right plays at the right time. Coach, Coach Getze, for his first time, was a lot better than I thought he would be. Yeah, yeah. And like you, you mentioned the D coordinator, D'Amico Ryan. He's a head coach in waiting. Yes. Um, that was a pretty good performance there. Uh, they, they, we were getting beat a lot, but a lot of that was, you know, they have, they got talent now. Yeah. It, it goes back to, you know, we, as a coach, right? You got to be able to make adjustments, right? Zero points in the first half. You go in at halftime, right? Nothing's going your way. You're looking like the Bears of old. And you have a coordinator who was able to make adjustments, all right? So what adjustments did he make? He said, you know what? The running game's not working. We're going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to abandon it, mm-hmm. and we're going to stick to it because we know what they have on that defensive line. Right. We can't abandon it because now we're going to put our quarterback at risk, and we're going to bury ourselves in a deeper hole. <laughs> guys are going to be moving. The guys are going to And we saw that in years past. Yeah. That's what we see. The adjustment is, okay, we're down. i got to try to throw the ball all over the yard mm-hmm. and not think about the protection first, right? So how do you protect your quarterback? You give him a solid running game, right, but against a good defensive line like you talked about. You bring in the chips. You give that defensive end different looks over and over again you keep that back in sometimes right mm-hmm. so I was good to see that Getsy, you know was able to make the adjustments necessary for the Bears to be successful in the second half and you know sustain drive to put points on the board right. along with the creativity and the athleticism of Justin Fields yeah we got a break but he was able to stick to what he knew would work and those right. were the adjustments that he made at halftime yeah it was the offense again of course, the, the monsoon was a factor, but definitely even when there wasn't a lot of rain, again the points you worry about where you know it's still mm-hmm. it's still nineteen points right now, yeah. and, and the rain it, it was and it, it wasn't in the flow of the offense, but yeah. like we talked about earlier, these guys that's who they are, Jay. Like just it's Justin Fields and and, and he has got to make everybody around him better. He's got to make a few plays. Yeah. He's got to boot out run guys. Um, those on those boots, man. He is match. He's yeah. so fast out there. So yeah. I like to see, I like to see a little bit more of those now. San Fran was playing the boot, and yeah. I and they were well coached on that. Um, interesting in there watching them. Um, they were switching Tevin Jenkins and Lucas Patrick in and out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting to watch. Now, mm-hmm. uh, just watching Tevin Jenkins' game in right guard, he is tremendously athletic for his size. And he hustles, and he gets after guys, and he's starting to learn the intricacies of that position in right guard. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes he's still... He, he doesn't play the angles correctly. He doesn't keep his leverage on pass plays Um he goes too far on his kick steps, which a lot of big guys do. But if he gets that right guard position down, J Mac, he, he he may he may be a legitimate right guard in the NFL there. He's mm-hmm. got size. Mm-hmm. He he does a good job in outside zone scheme. He's a big man in there. Yeah. Now, like you talked about, I mean, Armstead and Kinlaw, man. These guys are mon- did that. They do. And Fred Warner, that was a good yeah. defense. And they got another good defense against the yeah. Packers coming up. But uh, Lucas Patrick, watching him, uh, he, he reminds me of just a guy who, like, ends up getting his job done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he battles. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, he's got that cast yeah, on his head. Yeah, coming off injury. So, right. he's coming off injury, and they get him in there, and they get him work. Uh, they get him going, like, almost like uh, this is his preseason, I guess. But I thought that was interesting that they were they had them go in and out. Now, late in the game, they stuck with Tevin. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Tevin earned that yeah. when, I, when I was watching the yeah. game. So, um, uh, the offensive line, uh, man – Struggles, but battles. Yeah. Right. They battled. Uh, there is not a lot of offensive lines that don't struggle. 
against that San Francisco 49ers front. Yeah, definitely. You know, to your point with Tevin Jenkins, you know, I love the guy because he's nasty. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just has an attitude when he gets on that field, you know, and it's yes. good to see him. Well, First of all, big man too. Yeah, and he's you know? athletic. It's yeah. good. To, it's just good to see him, you know, on the field after what he went through this offseason, what he went through last year, and to see him being productive, you know. And I think, you know, like you say, he's going to carve out, you know, his his position. He's going to carve out a niche for himself. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's just nasty. And that's what you need is be an offensive lineman. You just got to have some nastiness to you and attitude to you. So it's good to see that. And, you know, that, that, that's the heartbeat of the team. That, that offensive defensive line is the heartbeat of the team. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about a defensive line and, and we could talk about, you know, the DN who they uh, drafted, Dominic Robinson, a guy who was a, was a quarterback or a receiver. Nice he comes in the DN. That yeah. man. That's what I'm saying. Like a yeah. guy, a fifth round draft pick, you know, and, and, and everybody's, you know, criticizing polls. Oh, he didn't draft well. He didn't do yeah. this. Well, look, his guys went out there and produced. Yep. Even the guys he brought in as free agents, yep. St. Brown. Pettis, you know those yeah. guys. Those guys. Well, uh, Armand Watts, Armand the guy Watts. That picked up late. He right. showed up on, on third down. Some pressures in there. Yeah, uh, and that's what they said about him that he could get pressure. And yep. and sure enough, you saw it now. San Fran's interior three, uh, they're not very good, right? right. But um, in, uh, in that a counter to that argument is. You're going to see more of Quinn because yeah. you're not going to see Trey Williams everywhere. No, no, that's the, right. That, so, so, yeah. so when Quinn gets by the left best left tackle in the league, now he now you start seeing him yep. a little bit more. Uh, what did you think, J Mac, watching Roquan Smith in his new position? He wasn't playing Mike. He's playing behind the three technique uh, in, in this. Eberflus cover two system. Me and you, we always relate that position yeah. to Lance Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who plays that position will be compared to Lance in this town. But uh, what did you think when you what you saw out of him? Yeah, I think he. I think he. You know, he was active. He was yeah. running around making plays. I mean, he had a couple of big hits, um, but he was Roquan. You know what I mean? Out there running around making plays. You know, the captain of that defense. Um, you know, he's going to set the standard. He has yeah. to be the enforcer. He has to make sure that the expectation of that hits principle does not slip. And he's got to, you know, it's just not in the game, but that's every day in practice as well. You know, when guys aren't running to the ball or guys aren't trying to force uh, takeaways, he's got to be that guy that mm-hmm. says, hey, look here, this is not us. Let's get back to our identity. And he's got to, he's going to have to do that throughout the season and games too. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's not flying around, if he's not doing his job, then the guys aren't going to feed off of him. And, you know, we talked about a quarterback being a multiplier. He's got to be the multiplier on defense. He's got to, he's got to make sure that his play is elevated and he has to elevate the play of the guys around him. Cause you do got a lot of new guys in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about Watts, you talk about, uh, uh, Kadeem Muhammad, a new guy. I mean, uh, Brisker, you got some rookies in there. Gordon, you know, all these guys, a different defense, different scheme. You got new faces. Uh, he's got to be the guy that's going to be the glue guy and to make sure that everybody is is doing their job. Yeah, you, you could tell sometimes just because of the lack of work, uh, his eyes weren't there yeah. early, right? He was he, mm-hmm. he was lost on a couple of plays, but like you said, uh, he flies around. He flies man. around. He plays the game with an attitude. Uh, when I watched him play, this was my reaction when I saw it, and uh, we'll get Lance on to talk about what he sees and lack and definitely uh, experts who I, I thought he was lost sometimes, mm-hmm. but like you said, he he's always running to the ball, he's always hitting he's guys, around the ball, he's always around the ball. Um, I'd like to see him a little more downhill in this scheme. I thought mm-hmm. he was a little, I thought he was a little too side to side yeah. for this scheme uh, when I watch him. But of course, it's his first game; he can get on film too. My initial reaction after I watched him play was. This guy's gonna get paid. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my he's reaction. Got, yeah, I think. I think yeah, too. Now, now he's he's got to find plays somewhere, yeah. and that's what I mean by being a little more downhill in this yeah. scheme, uh, hitting those uh, hitting those gaps. It's a one gap scheme. Yeah, if you got a gap, if you read it, shoot it. 
Go yeah. get it. Go, go go get it. Take a chance. And I think he will. Because yeah. remember now, Coach Flues is a linebacker coach. Yeah. So he is going to put that knowledge in his head. Like, okay, like now this is what I want you to do. Yeah. Now I want you to go get it. So uh, watching him play, I, um, I thought that he struggled a little bit, but I, I expected him to. Yeah. It's and, a new position and he didn't get any preseason. Yeah, and definitely. And then you got to look at too. You know Shanahan's scheme too, right? Oh, what do they want? They want to test. They want to test edges. Man. They're motioning. They want to get Debo the ball out in space, speed, yeah. and a and a physical runner, mm-hmm. talented guy out in space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we've seen the sideline and sideline. I mean, they'll put uh, Kyle Yuschev on the backside. And he'll he'll come across and run split zone and seal the and, you know seal the end. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a result of the scheme that they saw at you know against forty against Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he was more sideline to sideline because because of what Shanahan likes to do. Um, but like you said, though, he's going to have to be a downhill guy because there's going to be a different scheme where, yep. you know, guys are trying to run it right down your throat, running power, running inside zone. We talked about duo, them double, them, them, that guard and tag was going to be double teaming, trying to come off to the linebacker, trying to come off on Roquan, where he's going to have to be an enforcer. So, I mean, it's just a luxury having a guy that can do all those things. And Roquan, we know, can do anything you ask him to do as a linebacker. That's why he's you're one of the best to do it. Right, and, and I came away really impressed uh, I, I was wondering what they were going to do with their undersized D-line, and they don't really have a monster in the middle mm-hmm. there, right? They had a lot of stunts, yeah. right? And then now, got to. Uh, they, you know, San Fran's got a new center. Alex Max retired. Uh, when you have a lot of stunts and blitzes in your center, is critical. So yeah. it worked this game. Um, they, they face a center that knows how to pick up stunts and blitzes. We'll see. We'll see yeah. as we go uh, uh, what they'll use. But I really did like them using, moving their D-line around. It's what they're going to have to do as the year goes on. Now, they gave up 170 yards rushing. Uh, a lot of that was on the edges, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, th- they were clogging up that middle. And we talked about earlier in the year that this secondary, like um, like Justin Fields, has to be a force multiplier. Yeah. This secondary has to be a force multiplier. And... I thought they were uh, Kyler Gordon at one time in coverage, kind of wondering what yeah. he's doing, peaking the quarterback. But um, Jalen Johnson causing that fumble, Brisker picking yes. it up. Now, um, the best thing against the pass game, obviously, was the pouring rain. Yeah. So we'll sure. see Aaron Rodgers this week coming up. Uh, it, it'll it'll be a tough game, a tough test. Yeah. But just my initial reaction, J Mac was. Gosh, I had fun watching him play ball. Definitely, man. I really did. Didn't expect yeah. it, honestly. Didn't expect you gotta it, no. admit. And, and the no. funny thing is you see everybody, right? Chicago land, right? I kind of hung see? my head walking walk to the TV. Like, yeah, we're going to yeah. get beat up today. The first half, I mean, you got to admit, though, in, in Chicago, it's, it's so funny, right? The, the media in Chicago and everybody, the first half, you know, I see tweets, oh, here we go again. We've seen this before. Oh, same old damn Bears. Oh, this and that. And then by the end of the game, oh, this team this team's good. We're not going to be dead last. We're not as bad as everybody's saying we're going to be. Now, the key is, like, you know, keeping your energy up. Yes. And, like, that, that's easy to do in week one. Right? Yeah, week one is sure. week one is a kickoff week, man. Like, now you're sore. Now you got to put in the film work yeah. again. Uh, now you got to go up and see Green Bay. Yeah. Um, Don't read your you press know, like, clippings, like, young like, guys. Don't you, read the you press gotta, like, clippings. Slowly get better every week. Yeah. Make sure you're watching yourself on film. I uh, talked to an NFL player today. I said, "Man, you have to find your weaknesses before they do." Yeah, and you have to correct them. And and that's what I'm saying about it's a luxury when you can win and learn. Yeah, right. Because most times when you you lose, you man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard in the room to be a coach and everybody. No one wants, no one wants to take correction. Yeah. When you win, everybody takes a little more advice, mm-hmm. right? And and you, the key to the NFL is, will I go in a room and find where they're going to attack me 
before they find it. Yep. And I got to work on that, right? Yep. You got to be uh, your, own, your own critic, your own worst critic. Justin Fields got to get the ball out a little quicker, right? He's got to get the ball. He got to be his worst critic. Like, yeah. I know you made that play. Yeah. But, but we weren't doing nothing before. Right. Right. The O line, that first half was horrendous. Yeah. Right. Uh, Braxton Jones, not good enough, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cody White here. We can't get beat clean on the first third down. Not yeah. Cody White here. Not on this offensive line. Definitely. You just cannot. If you get beat clean like that, we're done. We got we to have someone who locks people down. So, like, not to call guys' names out, but that's the way they got to approach mm-hmm. the win, right? Enjoy the win. Uh, you enjoy it. I, I used to, Jamie, I enjoyed it to about 3 o'clock on a, today. And then I was done, man. <laughs> you were done. Then I was back on my film, man. And then I was back. Uh, I had to learn a lot to be miserable, right? Yeah. I was miserable. Like, you know, I'd walk in that locker room, oh, yeah. swearing at everybody, yep. you know, just try, yep. trying to keep myself going. Yeah, you, you have to. You got to be your own worst critic. But like you said, you have to have guys in that locker room that's going to, like we keep talking about, continue to set the standard, hold guys accountable. You know, don't accept mediocrity, you know, and, and I, I think the one thing that I saw, you know, I was looking at an article and Braxton Jones was talking about how that a play got beat by Bosa. He was talking about how immediately after that play, he looked at the Jumbotron mm-hmm. and he was like, what happened on that play is, you know, I got out of my stance too slow mm-hmm. and he got out of his stance just right. So by the time I got out of my stance. He already had his hands in my chest where he went speed to power. And next thing you know, I'm in the lap mm-hmm. of the quarterback. So it's like those things like that, being able to, like you said, you win, you lost that battle against Nick Bosa, that rep, but you learned from it. And the good thing uh, for Braxton Jones is you're going up against, you went up against one of the top guys at his position in the league. So, you know, you can only get better. You're seeing a great look in week one. You know, as you move on through the season, some of these other teams, they don't have a Nick Bosa on their team. So no. the look that you're going to get isn't going to be as, it's not that rush you're going to get is not going to be as as great as Nick Bosa's uh, rush is. Right. I mean, the guy's the second overall pick in 2019 for a reason. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he's looking at about 20 to $30 million a year when they re-sign him. Right. Uh, he's a very good football player, but he did get beat by Abu Cam too. Yeah, right, so you got beat. You got you got beat for two sacks. Um, uh, that position, J Mac. As we head into the year, I'll be, wa- I'll be watching it closely. Um, but like we talked about, like you can improve, man. You can improve. You can improve. Uh, this offense can get going a little bit. Justin Fields got to go. Velas Jones got to come back. Yeah, we got to start getting a little more points. The defense got to keep up the takeaways. Yeah, I looked at Houston. Of course, they had two takeaways. Like, I, I, Lovey's got some kind of Lovey, genie man. in a it's bottle, just, it's, man. It's, it's Lovey, man. We're going to get a takeaway, and then uh, <laughs> our offense going to have the short field, and we're going to score, and you're on the field. You're like, we did get a takeaway. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Coach Flues kind of feels like that really, really uh, honed in on adjustments. Hard to see with all the rain Yeah, um, what kind of adjustments Coach Shanahan would have made uh, like he did last year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I liked what I saw originally. Like you're talking about um, – a little bit of a first week glow. Uh, enjoyed the game. Enjoyed the hell out of the game. I Jay, love man. it. I love uh, it. We, 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 I mean, it made my whole day better. Yeah, you know what I mean, the Bears sure, won. Man. For sure. Uh, they, they, um, I don't got to do those damn post game and pre game <laughs> shows anymore. So I was enjoying myself. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good to go. Hey, one and zero, baby. That's how you want to start. Man. It'll be. It'll one be interesting to see. You know, we'll, we'll cover. We'll, we'll we'll break down uh, the Green Bay game on Thursday for our pod. You guys will have that on Friday. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see. 
you know, it, it was good to see the, the Packers go up there to Minnesota and get their head beat in and, and Aaron Rodgers just cussing out the receivers. I love, I love it when I turn on the TV and I see Aaron Rodgers frustrated on oh, his back. It's, awesome. it's, it's beautiful. So, you know, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. You know, he feels like he owns the Bears. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens on Sunday. So we'll break it all down yeah, on Thursday. His offensive line, though, but you know, up there on the turf's a little bit different yeah. than there, but, man, they lost their first game last year, too. Remember, they got killed yeah, by exactly. Norma. So we'll, we'll see exactly. what happens as we go on here. Well, the Bears should enjoy this win to about 2 or 3 o'clock today. Yeah. Then turn the film on. Uh, uh, give yourself a, you know, give, give yourself a good eye, man. Make some corrections. You got to get better every week in NFL. Yes, sir. Um, we're the No Name Football Podcast. And my partner, Jason McKee, you can find him at jmac 37 on Twitter. You can find me at Olin underscore Crutes. We just want to come on, give you guys a big break, a quick breakdown of the yep. game of what we saw. Any questions for us, uh, please uh, hit us on Twitter. We'll answer them Thursday. Uh, also, we talked about high school coaches uh, giving us a call. We'd love to have you on our podcast. Uh, get your... Um, Get your program some recognition. Get some players some recognition. Maybe I can coach Holosek a call. Give him a call. Talk to him about his yeah. his round was a damn good this year. Yeah, man. He's, got, he's got a squad. Tell he's him, to, tell him to send me a couple guys. Yeah, that I mean, playing, you don't man. need 140 stop being, guys. Yeah, stop being so selfish, <laughs> man. Golly. Hey, you, you don't blame him. Like, I, I wouldn't mind playing. Stockpiling, man. Stockpiling, man. Like, them, man. Remember during yeah, the pandemic, well, everybody was stockpiling like yeah. paper towels and you, you, that's, you, that's you, Holosek. You got to run a good program to get that many kids out, man. So good for them. I got to look up this Mount Carmel game. I might have to show up to this one. But J-Mac will be back on Thursday. Hey guys, it's Olin Cruz, and I want to tell you about Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Whether it's celebrating a big win or just kicking back after work, adding Tequila Embajador takes every gathering to the next level. The care, quality, and patience put into each and every bottle of Tequila Embajador can be tasted from the first sip to the last, and it's why we're honored to call them our teammates. Go to their website, embajadortequila.com, and use the code KICKOFF10 and receive your discount on your next purchase of Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Well, that does it for our show today on the No Name Football Podcast. We thank all of our listeners for listening and supporting us on all the social media platforms. Make sure you download our podcast. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Whatever your choices, make sure you download it. Make sure you tell your friends and family. Give us a rating if you like. Hopefully, it's a five-star rating, but if not, give us a rating anyway. Uh, we like your uh, feedback and criticism, that uh, things we can improve on upon our show. But before we go, as usual... Man, I want to suit up right now. In the words of the great Mike Brown, you guys keep making plays in life, and we'll keep making these great podcasts for you. We're out, and we'll see you next time, Chicago. Take care. God bless. Mahalo.